Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Turn with me to Matthew, the 14th chapter. We're going to start at the 22nd verse. Can we do that? Let's start reading. One, two, ready, read. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. Somebody say the other side. Let's go. While he dismissed the crowds. Next verse. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself. Somebody say by himself. To pray. Somebody say to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land. Beaten, somebody say beaten. By the ways, for the wind was against them. Somebody say against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. Next verse. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, is it a ghost? And they cried out in fear. Somebody say in fear. But immediately, somebody say immediately. Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. Next verse. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Next verse. He said, what did he say, y'all? Come. Say that again. Say it one more time. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. Somebody say, I'm a water walker. You may be seated. We're talking about walking on water. Somebody say, walk on water. Now, there was nothing special about walking. In the Bible, you see testament after testament of somebody walking. Jesus was walking along the way and he encountered a woman at the well. Somebody say walking. Talking about Jesus walking to a hill called Golgotha. He walked with with, with, with the cross on his back. Somebody say walking. You know about the lepers? They they, they were healed along the way as they were what, y'all? So there's nothing special about walking. Walking is a privilege that we should, we, we should cherish because everybody does ha- doesn't have that ability, that privilege to be able to have the activity of their limbs by walking. You know, Jesus met a man at the pool of Bethesda. He, he didn't ask him what he wanted to walk. He asked him if he wanted to be made whole. Not only do I want to heal your ability to walk, but I want to heal your whole mentality. Somebody say walking. So there is no miracle per se in the walking It's the fact that he was walking on something that was not designed to be walked on. Somebody say walk on water. Oh, this is good, y'all. 
So what does walking on water represent? Note takers, I want you to take some good notes these next couple of weeks. Walking on water represents defying, uh, defying norms. It means breaking rules. It means doing something that's never been done before. It means being an, an anomaly. Somebody wave your hand if you are the anomaly. If you, if, you, if you missed it last week, you got to go back and listen to it. We talked about like scientifically, when they, when they do testing, they create a, a theory based on happenings that, are, can, that continue to happen over and over again. But every now and then, something will happen which will buck the norm. That's called the anomaly. And I don't care if everybody in your family has been a drunk, has been a whoremonger, has been a person that, that can never finish, that had failed marriages. Because you came in contact with Jesus, God's blood, his blood changed your life. That makes you the anomaly. You're the one that can get out. You're the one that can change the whole landscape. You are the one that can break the curse for, 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 for all time in your bloodline. Tell somebody, I am the anomaly. And so it's about defying the norms. It's about testing limits. Somebody say test the limits. Ask yourself, have I tested the limits? Or am I staying safely on the confines of what society or whoever has put upon me? Walking on water represents doing what others said can't be done. People say, at your age, you can't do that anymore. Women can't do that. Minorities can't do that. This is America. Minorities can only go so far. Go so far. There's a glass ceiling. The man is always going to push you down. Everybody gives you every reason why you cannot do it. With man... It is impossible. But how many of you are with God? <laughs> Tell somebody, with God, all things. Do your hands like this. All things. That's inclusionary of all things. All things mean all things. It's not a suggestion. Tell somebody, all things are possible. It means being the one that is different. God didn't call us to be better. He called us to be different. We don't want to go around with arrogance, but tell somebody, I'm different. When you're in a break room, I'm different. My response is not the same because of who I belong to. I belong to him. Remember Abba we just talked about? There was something different. Word of God said we are a holy nation. We are a royal priesthood. We are a peculiar a peculiar people. And because we are peculiar, which means our responses are going to be different, which means our outcomes are going to be different, which means we go through differently. It doesn't absolve us from going through, it's that we go through differently. Oh, God, that's good. It doesn't, it, it doesn't negate, it, it doesn't mean that you're going, to be, you're going to escape going through the fire. It's that when you go through fire, you won't get burned. That the smoke won't be in your clothes. Somebody say, I'm a water walker. Water walker means that you can walk on 
what normally drowns other people. You can walk on what normally drowns other people. I'm going to prove to you that you already have been walking on water. Most people that have been through what you've been through, they're either in the grave, they're either taking Prozac every morning, they're in a straight jacket, but look at you. You're walking on what most people drown in. People look at, anybody ever been say, how do you do what you do? With the limited amount of resources, with the limited amount of support that you have, with the limited amount of education you have, how is it that you do what you do? I've been walking on water. I've been walking on what most people drown in. The, the, the fact of the matter is, I'm just here to remind you what you've been on, but the fact of the matter is, God said it is time to be intentional to start walking on your water. We've been trying to run away from the impossibilities. See, it's easy for us to find something that we can do because, oh, that, you know, that, that, if it's easy, that means that God must have called me to it. But I want you to know that the area of the miraculous lives in the arena of the impossible. I'll say that again. The miraculous lives in the arena of the impossible. It wouldn't be a miracle. If, if, if you could do it on your own, it's not a miracle. If the hand of flesh could meet the need, it's not a miracle. In order, how many of y'all want God to perform a miracle in your life? Well, you've got to get to the place where there is no other option. No one else can help you. No one else can reach you. No one else can touch you. The doctor shook his head and he gave it up. That is the right opportunity. That is the arena where God said, I got this. We've been wanting mountaintop experience, but God said, I really show that I'm God in the valley. I show the heathen that I am God. When the hounds of hell are surrounding you and you have no other option but God shows up. Somebody say, I'm a water walker. I want you to write this down. Just because it hasn't happened before does not mean it cannot be done. Tell your neighbor, the neighbor, just because it hasn't been done before does not mean that it cannot be done. We're talking about walking on water. No one had done it before. What is it that's in your heart that you don't have a template to follow. I'm glad y'all quiet today. What is it that God put in your heart that you don't have a template for? Just because it hasn't been done does not mean it cannot be done. 
It may be unlikely. But it does not mean it's impossible. God told Abraham and Sarah, I'm going to make you mother and father of many nations. At 90 years old. Tell somebody, that's very unlikely. Matter of fact, I don't want it to, I'm 42 and I don't want it to be likely no more. Tell somebody, it's very unlikely. But that does not mean it's impossible. Why am I saying that? We can find all these qualifiers as to why our time has passed. I'm too old. I'm too young. I don't have the right connections. I don't have the right level of education. And I'm not saying that it's just going to spring forth just because you think of it. Fact of the matter is, it's unlikely. Somebody say it's unlikely. I'm not about, I'm not about selling, you know, dreams and, and lollipops and, candy, and, and cotton candy today. It is unlikely. But it's not impossible. That's the reason God deals in the realm of the miraculous. It doesn't happen every day. It doesn't happen to everyone. But how many want to be like Pete, willing to be like Peter? It was 12 of them in that boat. It was 12 of them, them in that boat. But only one was able to walk on water. Those odds are not good and likely. But I want you to know that you can make it. Somebody say you can make it. I'm going to talk about three things real quick. The first thing is exposure. Somebody say exposure. Exposure. We always look at exposure as a negative term. That we're exposed to radiation or we're exposed to, some, to, to a bug or a virus. Somebody say exposure. But all exposure is not bad. I want you to look, look, think of it in this term. Peter, we all know Peter. Peter was the ear cutting off guy. <laughs> I think Peter was his brother a little bit. But anyway, <laughs> Peter one had a quick mouth. Peter was the one that when Jesus went to the mountain transfiguration and he met with the patriarchs of the faith, he said, I got an idea, Jesus. I'm, we're going to build a temple for you. And we're gonna... Peter, shh, shh, shh. But as much as we can be frustrated with Peter, Peter was also the one that on the day of Pentecost said, these men are not drunk as you suppose. But this is what was, what, what was spoken by the prophet Joel. So his crazy rambunctiousness that frustrated some people was the very thing that God used to preach the first sermon of the church. And 3,000 people were converted that day because of his crazy ways. Somebody say Peter. Peter was an anomaly out of his group. The fact of the matter is people of God that God used Peter who was a fisherman by trade 
Luke was a doctor. There are people that were bankers and tax collectors and all those things. But tell somebody he was a fisherman. What does that mean? It means that he was exposed to being on the water. Water was nothing new to him. He had always been on the water. Ever since he's probably a young child, because you probably did whatever your family did. So when he was a little boy, he probably was always on the water. He knew the dangers of water. He knew what, he knew what time to, to go out. He knew when the high tide was and when the low tide was. Tell somebody, he knew about water. But yet and still, God used being on the water to intrigue, to whet Peter's appetite. So many times we, when we are, are looking for God to do a new thing in our lives, we think it has to come through new vehicles. We think, that, we think it has to come through a new experiences. I'm done with the old God, you're launching me out into the new. Could it be possible that your water that you need to walk in could be something that you're already exposed to? So many times we're looking for greener grass. So many times we're looking for the new shiny object. We're looking for the new shiny. Oh, those people look like they, they can get me somewhere. Those people like they can open. God said, if you just settle yourself, I've already given you water walking opportunities. It's something that you're already familiar with. I let you be exposed to it because that's where I want to perform a miracle in your life. When David killed Goliath, he didn't show up. They said, look, I'm going to fight you. He, was, he went there serving his brothers. And they said, look you, can't, look, look, you can't fight this big. He's a champion of the Philistines. He said, wait a minute. I've been a faithful watchman over my father's sheep. And when a bear came, I ripped that bear in half. I was so faithful that I defeated the bear. And when a lion came, I, I, I defeated the lion and I tore him apart with my bare hands. And if God gave me history and he gave me a resume with the bear, and if he gave me a resume with the lion, this Philistine is going to suffer the same consequence. Could it be possible the things that you were fighting against years and years ago were giving you the prerequisite exposure? For your moment to walk on water. You've been begrudging that stuff. You're trying to push it out in the back of your mind. I want to forget those days. I want to act like those days didn't happen. God said, but if you were drawn the wisdom of what I got you out of. What I pulled you through. You have the confidence to walk on water. He spoke to Peter on the water, what he was familiar with. But I want you to, we can be exposed by this, this the sin of familiarity. Somebody say familiarity. That's the reason we don't respect the familiar all the time. It's not the word of God, but say familiarity breeds contempt. Anything that you're used to all the time, you begin to discount it. You begin to disrespect. You disrespect it. You begin to think, you begin to limit its possibilities in your life. Here's what Peter did not, he could say, oh man, that's got to be something. People say it was a ghost on the water, but Peter saw something different. He didn't let his history get in, get in the way of his future. 
Now, oh, yeah, I know about water. That must be, you know, every now and then it may, it may be a storm. It may be something. It may be some shadows. He said, Jesus, is that you? If that is you, come on and bid me to come. Write this down. Don't let familiarity cause you to miss your moment. So many times we can be so familiar. It was, oh, that's just such and such. Oh, that's just God. Oh, I've been through this before. It is the curse of familiarity. Oh, I've been with Jesus a long time. I know how he speaks to me. Anybody? anybody? Oh, when God speaks to me, he wakes me up at five in the morning. But what if God wants to speak to you eight at night? What if God wants to speak to you when your favorite show is on? Somebody say familiarity. We have to avoid familiarity because God is a moving target. He is so much God. He said, I won't let you figure me out because the minute you think you got me figured out, you'll start treating me different. That's the problem in marriages. I, I done known that girl a long time. I know what it takes to keep her. I ain't got to, she know I love her. <laughs> he like to eat the same thing. He loved me anyway, so I just wear this bonnet when I'm in the house. Man, we don't want to see no bonnet every night, do we? Come on, y'all, don't leave me out here by myself. God bless the bonnet. I don't want to see that every night. I don't want to see no moo-moo every night either. Amen, uh, brothers, my married brothers. Come on, don't leave me out here. Good Lord. Somebody say familiarity. Come on now. Come on, Wes, don't leave me out here, doctor. Somebody say familiarity. God said it's time to break the mundane. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a familiar, but you can't be familiar with it. I'm going to use you in similar ways, but you got to look at how I've used you differently. That's the area where I'm going to perform the walking water miracle in your life. It may not look the same, but I'm going to use you the same. See how he did with David. David, what David was telling him, he said, I know this is not a bear. I know this is not a lion, but I'm a fighter. The common thread is I'm not afraid and I'm a fighter. My question for you is, are you unafraid and are you a fighter? Can't God use you and you not be too familiar with what's going on? You know how we are. Anybody like me, I went to go see a movie. Me and, me, me and Lady Tim went to go see a movie the other day. Alita. And I said, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking around, I said, oh, this is about to happen. This is about to happen. Because I think I'm so smart, I'm going to figure out, I can figure out the script. And that's how we can be. Oh, God, we know how, I know how this is going to work. This door is going to open. This person is going to give me this. This and that. God said, I, look, that, that is the arrogance of familiarity. God said, you're never going to figure me out. Just know that my word is true. Somebody say, I'm a water walker. But look at this. The next thing is, tell somebody, intrigue. Intrigue and perception. Twelve of the disciples were all in the same storm. But only one cared to ask, who is it? The other ones drew a conclusion. Oh, it's a ghost, and they were full of fear. 
but only Peter. So my question to you is, why do you care about what you care about? Only Peter cared enough to say something. Why do you care about what you care about? That could be the clue to your water walking experience. Moses was a deliverer. Somebody say a deliverer. And, and, and the one time when he saw that Egyptian soldier whipping that, is, that, 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 uh, that Israelite uh, kindred person of his, it stirred up an anger in him. And he responded. Now he responded too soon because God hadn't called him to be a deliverer yet. But the question is, what disturbs you? Is it walking by somebody who on, who's on drugs and that disturbs you? You ever walk by something that just disturbs you and it sits you in your spirit and you can't shake it? That could be your area to walk on water. Is there a problem? Because y'all do know that God sent us here to solve problems. Is there something that you just can't shake? Is there a something that when you see it, it causes a burden to beat on your heart? Is there something that God, I can't shake it, God, but I've got to be a solution for this. I would submit to you that that's your area of calling and that's your area to walk on water. It didn't bother anybody else to ask, but Peter had to know. Jesus, is that you? If that is, bid me to come. Peter was drawn to what other people were afraid of. It always amazes me. Looking at old footage of 9-11. To see everybody running away from that building. And see the first responders running to it. What is it that's drawing you? that makes other people afraid. I'm just asking questions today. What is it, what is that thing that you can't take your heart off of? I wanna challenge you today and let you know that that's your area. That God wants you to step out of the boat and walk on water with He saw Jesus out there. He said, now, that even though I've been on water all my life, I see Jesus, my rabbi, doing it. And if Jesus can do it, so can I. Well, you might say, oh, that's Jesus, that's Jesus. How many of you are the warehouses of the Holy Spirit in this room? That's the same power. Somebody say the same power. That's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And it now lives in your mortal body. What am I saying? You can be like Peter. Jesus, if you can do it, 
If you can heal bodies, I can heal bodies. If you can make the sin sick soul whole, I through your power can do the same. If you can make darkness back up, Jesus, so can I. Somebody say the same power. It is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And this is why we have to challenge each other, people of God, to tell our testimony. Because if we don't ever tell our testimony what God delivers us from, how will our brothers and sisters know that it's possible? The Word of God said that they overcame. Somebody say overcame. By the testimony and the blood of the Lamb. You're ashamed of what somebody else needs to hear. You want somebody to believe that you woke up already arrived, that you woke up already quoting scripture, that you woke up speaking in tongues. No, you did not. Truth of the matter is, you were like Paul. You were the chiefest of sinners. The party didn't start till you walked up in the end room. Smoke more weed in a little bit. But God. Anybody can say, but God. But God. He came in and he shifted me. And guess what? Somebody needs to hear your testimony. Because when somebody hears your testimony, they'll say, you know what? I can make it too. I didn't know you went through that. I didn't know you had that horrible divorce. I didn't know you went through that molestation. I didn't know you went through that heartbreak. And you mean to tell me you can make it through it too? Because I tell you what, the devil used, he plays a game of isolation. He will isolate you and make you think you are the only one and it's all your fault and God doesn't love you and God has forsaken you. But tell somebody, the devil is a liar. But unless you tell somebody your testimony, somebody won't know that I can walk on water too. I can walk on it instead of sinking in it. Tell somebody you can walk on it instead of sinking in it. And the last thing I want to share with you and I'm going to be continuing this on Tuesday night. Somebody say Tuesday night. I want everybody to come out. I'm going to continue this. But the last thing I want to talk about is obedience. Somebody say obedience. That's almost a curse word. Because we grown. Good and grown. Tell them good and grown. I do what I want. Everybody's got to obey somebody. Even the president, even though he don't think so, got a check and a balance. Everybody's going to have to obey, obey something or someone. 28, it says, and Peter answered him, said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come on the water. And Jesus didn't say a whole bunch of these and thou's. He just said, 
touch your neighbor and say, come. He's calling you. Everybody's standing. The last thing that we are in need of is obedience, people of God. Hunt your name and say, neighbor, you need to come. He's calling you. You know what Jesus saying come was? I've authorized you. To do what no other man can do. Somebody say, come. That dream I put in your heart, God saying, come. It's not going to be in the boat, it's going to be out on what most people sink in. But nevertheless, the Lord says, come. God said, I've authorized you. And I've activated you to do what no other, no, no other person can do. Hold hands with your neighbor. To neighbor, the master is calling. And it's time to come. He's not going to come to the boat. He's telling you to come. But here's what I love. Peter was crazy enough and intrigued enough to ask, was it Jesus? But he knew and respected where he was to say, Lord, if it's you, that's worth the whole trip. Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. Which means there are a lot of other voices. There are a whole lot of other voices. Your girlfriend's voice, your, 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 your homeboy's voice, your prayer partner's voice, your favorite preacher's voice. But did the Lord tell you to come? What of God says to try the spirit? Because how many of those spirits can talk? Yes, Lord. Try the spirit and see if it be of who? Of God. Every voice speaking to you is not the, is not the voice of God. Every voice speaking is not God's And sometimes it ain't no, it ain't no spooky spirit. Sometimes it's our crazy self speaking to us. <laughs> ain't that right? Yeah. Well, Pastor Tony, how can I discern between the two? When is my emotions? When is my thoughts? You, I, if I was in a room, my, my wife said a prayer with the, with the, with the uh, yesterday at the women's heart heart thing downtown. Amen. Said an awesome prayer. Amen. In a, in a room full of all those women, I could have heard my wife's voice out of everybody. You know why? Because I've known that woman for almost 25 years. Heard her voice every day. What am I saying? 
the time that I spent from her, with her created an indelible mark on my mind. And so if, even if I was blind and could not see, I can hear her voice because of the time that I've spent with her. What am I saying? I'm saying the more you spend time with him, the more you hear his voice. The more you spend time with him, the more you know his nature. Oh God, I, that sounds like you, but that's not in your nature. You wouldn't tell me to do that, God. You wouldn't tell me to do anything that's going to draw me away from you. And so therefore, God, if it's you, bid me to come. The only way you're going to know his voice is if you spend time with him. You got to block out all the other voices. Oh, God. Oh, let me go back to the beginning of the scripture. Jesus had just finished performing a miracle. He had just turned fish and five loaves into bread. And immediately after he did the miracle, he told his disciples, y'all go get on the boat. I'm going to pray. Alone. He said, I'm going to pray. And if Jesus, who is God in the flesh, just performed a miracle of multiplication out of division, he saw the need to go and pray. And we, we, we pray for somebody. One time they fall on the floor and we think we've arrived. Trying to find anybody get a clip on that? I want to put that on YouTube <laughs> to show we a wonder. But Jesus went and prayed. And look, he went ahead of he sent them to go ahead of him. It was hours of distance in between when Jesus, but yet and still, Jesus caught up with them after he prayed. Could it be the reason that it's moving so slow for you? is that you're not praying. Jesus wasn't, Jesus wasn't peering. He walked, he caught up with them with a head start after he prayed. And not only was he walking, but then he was walking on something that most men drown in. What am I saying? God is calling us to prayer. We're going to be praying Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. I want it full just like it is. If you want your water, if you want your life to accelerate, tell, tell somebody, accelerate. Let the hands go. Say, tell, tell, I, tell, I want my life to accelerate. I'm tired of my dream moving at a, at a snail's pace. I want it to accelerate. Then meet me out here Saturday morning in prayer. It is Jesus' prayer that sped up his pace. Yes. And he was able to walk on water. But look at this. He said, authorize me. Bid me to come. And Jesus said, come. People say Peter walked on water. But I will submit to you, he didn't walk on water. Peter walked on the word. walked on the word he walked on the word he walked on the word that Jesus said come I'm authorized now I can move because Jesus gave me the word somebody say get a word 
If you want to walk on water, I want you to get in those 66 books. You don't need prophet buttermilk to come and confirm nothing to you. What you need to do is crack open the book and say, God, I'm not going to leave your word until I get a word that I'm going to stand on. Peter walked on the word. And by virtue of every step he took, he, he, the word was defying the law of gravity. The word was defying the law of buoyancy. He was walking on what other men drowned in all because he moved out on a word. The word, God, is a lamp unto my feet. It's a guide unto my path. In the beginning was the word. And the word was God. And the word was with God. Somebody say the word. The word. The word. The word. I want you to know that you're one word away from walking on water. You're one word away from defying impossibilities. You're one word away. The last thing I want to share with you. You can't walk on a word that you don't believe and you won't obey. Oh. I'm going to say that again. You can't walk on a word that you don't believe and you won't obey. Many of us believe God's word, but we won't obey it. Many of us trying to obey a word that we don't believe. Oh, I don't know which one you are, but when you believe and you obey what you believe. Some of us are obeying, well, I'm, I'm going to tithe because that's what they told me to do. And then when, 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 when the word of God is not active in your life, we blame the principle. No, there's nothing wrong with the principle. You don't believe. You know, there are two, there's two ways we can do something halfway. I'm going to do it because you told me. Or we can do it with passion. We can do it with vigor. We can do it with love in our action. God said the word that you believe and obey is going to be the platform that's going to allow you to walk the water come on let's hold hands with somebody let's pray God we thank you today that you just did a simple reminder today Lord that we can walk on water we thank you Lord that you've called us that you showed up you showed up God in storms you showed up and just like Jesus said, you calmed our fears. You told us, do not be afraid. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us today that there are areas that you called us to walk in. Lord, let us be like Peter, Lord. Awaken, awaken something in us. Wet our appetite, Lord. Lure us out from the boat, God. Lord, we know it's you calling us. Lord, we realize, Lord, it may be unlikely, but it is not impossible for all things are possible with you. So, God, right now, Lord, we pray for our neighbor. 
We pray, Lord, that whatever their water is, metaphorically, God, Lord, that they are no longer afraid of it. They're not, they not looking for an easy way out, God, but they are about to walk on what they've been avoiding. Thank you, Lord, that businesses are about to be birthed. We're about to walk on water, God. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we're about to do the impossible at our age, at our stage, with our ethnicity, God. Lord, with our gender, God, with our lack of education, with our lack of resources. Lord, we realize, Lord, that you are the owner of the cattle and the hill. Lord, you own everything, God. All you're waiting on us, Lord, is to ask you, Lord, is it you? Is it you, God? Is it you? Lord, confirm to your children. Lord, that it is you. There are people that need to start restaurants in this business, in, in, in this room, God. There are, there are people that need to leave and start their own practice. There are people that need to go and start their own, God. There are people here that need, that need to write books about their testimony, God. I know it. Lord, use the areas that we're familiar with, God. And turn it around, God. Use what the devil meant for evil. And turn it around for our good. For the next 30 seconds, could you begin to just pray for your neighbor? Come on, pray for them. We thank you, God. That you're making us walk on water. That you're calling us to the impossible. You're calling us away from the mundane. You're calling us away from ordinary. That you're calling our neighbor out of the boat. Thank you, Lord, for giving us a word to step out on. As we seek your face, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for giving us a word to walk out on. Oh, yes, Lord, don't negate us. Don't, don't, don't. Lord, Lord, give us, feed us, Lord. Feed us your word. Come on, that's it, that's it. Pray. Lord, give us a word. Give us a word. Give us a word. Give us a word. Lord, allow us, allow our minds to comprehend it. Allow our heart to fall in love with the word. The word, Lord, you say come. You say come. Oh, some of the words in this room, maybe somebody go. Let go. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Some people's word may be stay. Stay where you're at. Stay where you're at. Don't let go. Don't let go. Don't let go. Lord, whatever the word is, God. Whatever the word is, God, let us. Let us. Let us fall in love with your word. Let us believe your word, Lord. Even if it challenges us. Even if it disturbs us. Lord, let us. Give us the fortitude to obey. Obey your word, Lord. To redefine us. Lord, in this year, redefinition, Lord, redefine us. Redefine, redefine our belief. Redefine what's possible. Redefine our thinking. Rede redefine us, God. Redefine us. Redefine us as businessmen. Redefine us as wives, God. Redefine us, Lord. Lord, open up our eyes, Lord. Expose us to what's possible. Expose us to what's possible, God. Show us in our dreams what's possible, God. Show us, show us, God. 
Lord, let Lord, open our eyes. Lord, give us open visions, God. When we're out in the marketplace, Lord, let us see open vision of what's possible. Lord, we thank you for, that from this day forward, we will no longer stay comfortable in the boat. I know it's safe in the boat, God, but we're no longer comfortable. As a mother, hen stirs up the nest. God, stir up the nest, God. Stir up the nest so that the little eagles can fly, God. Stir us up, God. Lord, disturb our comfortability, God. Don't let us become comfortable with being ordinary, God. Don't let us become comfortable. Don't let us any longer make friends with ordinary, God. You've called us to be extraordinary. You called us to do exploits. And for that, we're going to have to step out of the boat. God, we bless you. We thank you. And we receive this word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Come on, give God a praise. Come on, give God a praise. Come on. Tell somebody, I am a water walker. Come on, come on. Tell somebody around you. Tell them you can walk on water. The impossible is possible. The impossible is possible. Anybody believe that the impossible is possible? Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message. And we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.